0: Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. Today we are going to study Jeremiah, the prophet, Yirmiyahu, chapter 47. The chapter itself is short, but the introduction that I have to give to the chapter so that we can fully understand it, it will be a little bit uh, longer. The last, the, in, We are now in the section where Yirmiyahu turns his attention to the other nations, Looks out towards the nations that surrounded Israel, and delivers his prophecies to them. In the last chapter, he discussed Egypt, and we uh, spent some time discussing his prophecies towards Egypt. This chapter is, is somewhat related to Egypt, which is probably why it's next. But it's uh, directed to the Philistines. Now, when Egypt, if Egypt ever moves an army into Judea, which then gives it access to the rest of the Middle East, it first has to pass through the territory of the Philistines, which is um, basically had uh, four cities, uh, four main cities Ashkelon and Gat and uh, Gaza. and, um, And Gaza was the capital and the largest of the cities. So often the term Gaza or Aza in Hebrew would refers, is, is used to refer to the nation of the Philistines. Uh, we know that they originally came from the, the, the... Prophets say several times that the Philistines originally came from Kaphtor, which is Hebrew for the island of Crete. We also know interestingly from recent DNA studies of, of findings of remains in the, the area that they had the european origins um, and likely came from the aegean sea so which kind of confirms what the bible had said about the origins of the philistines but they set up shop on the in the coastal cities um, and they eventually became um implacable enemies of the of the people of israel Uh, and there was constant battles back and forth which eventually led to the need for the Israelites to establish their own king, the first king Saul, primarily in order to defend the Israelites against against the Philistines. So they were an, a, a foe of the um, of the Israelites and the people of Judah for many years. Now, the um, the the in this uh Chapter that I'm about to read, uh, I'm gonna, in my introduction, I want to discuss two subjects. First of all, there's a famous discussion regarding the first verse of the chapter, which I'm gonna read to you in a minute, but the verse refers to when Pharaoh attacked Egypt. Now, it's unclear, and there's a lot of debates as to when this happened. The two most likely candidates are, if you recall a couple chapters ago, we read about how Egypt came to try to relieve the siege of the Babylonians against Judah. This is when the Babylonians were, um, uh, 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 had laid siege on Jerusalem, and then the Babylonians had to leave the siege and go fight the Egyptians. When the Egyptians left, uh, they, they, uh, the Egyptians were defeated and left. When they, um, when they left... The uh, that they presumably also left uh, fortifications and alliances with the Philistines. Eventually, after the Babylonians crushed Judah, they turned their attention to Egypt and destroyed. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> attacked and defeated Egypt and the Philistines together. So, <coughs> in this chapter, we're going to read about how. Uh, about how the prophet Jeremiah said his prophecy before Egypt attacked the Philistines, this is one possibility, that during that, inv- uh, that attempt to rescue Judah from the Babylonians, that the Egyptians uh, attacked the Philistines on the way. Another possibility is moves it a little bit earlier in history, to the time that the Egyptians' army also moved north, also to engage the Babylonians, but this was when they came north you know about 15 20 years earlier during the reign of Yehoiakim of Judah when they were on their way to the battle of Carchemish to help the Assyrians in their fight against the Babylonians the Egyptians then also would have had to go through Azza and and would have which would move this prophecy then back about 20 years so it, the prophecy would have been during the early days of Yehoiakim, when Jeremiah said this prophecy there's also other suggestions but those are the two most two of the most likely ones regardless when we read this chapter we're going to read about how jeremiah said this prophecy before egypt attacked the philistines and then he's going to prophesy how eventually the babylonians are going to come and attack and crush both the philistines and the egyptians the next issue that i want to talk about is why the Philistines? This chapter is going to basically state, as we see in many places in the, um, in, in the words of the prophets, that the Philistines are going to be completely crushed and never to return onto the stage, onto the world stage again after the Babylonians conquer the Philistines and then attack the Egyptians. What's, what? why, and what was their sin? What was the big deal about the Philistines? And why were they being um, uh, completely destroyed by the Babylonians? So in order to answer this question, I'm going to give a review of the other prophets. We're going to look through the other prophets and see how they discuss the sins of the Philistines and how they all predict the same ultimate destruction coming from the north, which is a reference to Babylon. I think that going over the words of all the other prophets and then studying this chapter in Jeremiah will give us a much broader picture and understanding of the issues with the Philistines. So I'm going to start with the prophecy of Amos, uh, the prophet Amos. This is chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, where Amos is also at, and in, in Amos 1, he's also just as Jeremiah is now turning his attention to prophesying about the other nations. And when he turns to talk about Azza and the Philistines, he says as follows Kohamar Adonaiso says, God, this is uh, verse 6, Amos 1. Ashloshah, Pishay, Azza, the three sins of, of Gaza. I can I can pass over. This is the language that almost uses repeatedly. But on the fourth, that was just too much. I can't take it anymore. And this refers to that that they exiled an entire population and then they sold them into slavery in Edom. The the commentaries over there explain that when Gaza would when the people of the Philistines would win in battle, they didn't just uh, destroy the enemy. They, did, they, they would humiliate the enemy. They would take the enemy and then sell them as slaves to others. You know, humiliate them in such fashion. In other words, a double cruelty. So it's this double cruelty that God just could not, um, could not bear that sin anymore. And for that, God says, I am going to send a flame to the walls of Aza and I'm going to destroy it and so on. And in verse 8, it says, I will completely cut off any remnant of people living in Ashdod, and any ruler from Ashkelon. I will never, and then it says again, there will be no remnant, there will be no leftover of the Philistines. That's the word in Amos. Um, I'm going to go now to Ezekiel 25, verse 15. And here, Ezekiel states that, that um, uh, also addresses the Philistines. And it says, on Adonai limbs." so says God. This is verse 15, uh, chapter 25. Yana so because the Philistines, when they act, violently to their enemies, they act with such vengeance. And they take ve- double extra vengeance with hatred, and this hatred of soulful hatred, to destroy with an enmity that's, that's just uh, everlasting and incredibly powerful enmity. So Ezekiel is here criticizing the incredible vengeance with which they fought, the incredible brutality with which the people, the Philistines, treated their enemies. Therefore, I am going to stretch my hand against the Philistim. I'm going to wipe out the survivors. If you have, I, I will completely wipe them out. And then it goes on verse sixteen and seventeen with the same theme. So again, we see that. That the cruelty with which they treated the people that they conquered, their their utter uh, brutality and and bar- barbarism with which they treated their enemy was the reason why God said there will be nothing left of the Philistines. Like there couldn't say anything positive about them. And now I'm, I'm just to continue. Let's look at now at Isaiah 14, verse 29 to 32. And here, I need to point out that Isaiah is saying what he says over there um, in, in the context of the death of the evil king of Ahaz. If uh, one remembers the, the wars that went back and forth between the Philistines and the Judeans, it was one, you know, under some kings, one side was winning, under some kings, the other side is winning. The king Uzziah, who, who was a righteous king, he crushed the Philistines and subjugated them. When he died, his son Ahaz was wicked and the Philistines struck back and they beat Ahaz and their hand was mightier. But then Ahaz died and his son got, uh, was a, who was again a righteous king, he got the upper hand over the Philistines. I'm saying this is all in Chronicles and Kings, the back and forth of who's winning and who's losing between the Judeans and the Philistines. Now, um. In in this context, Yeshayahu fourteen verse twenty nine to thirty two says as follows: Don't be happy, altis Don't be, don't rejoice, you the Philistines, That the person who broke your staff is broken. Why? In other words, don't be so happy that that. Um, that Achaz died, you know, your enemy Achaz died. Because you're going to be destroyed, Chizkiah is going to, his son is coming to come, Kimishosh Nachash, from the from the root where the snake came from, it's a comes the poison, because that he's going to, Chizkiah is going to um, come and conquer you again. Then he continues to, but however, in there, Yeshayahu gives a, a very... Important prophecy, and I, I would love, I want to to go back to if you have a chance to listen to my podcast on Isaiah fourteen c, where I describe this in detail. But over here, Yeshayahu explains what it is about the Philistines that is the reason why, when the Judeans have a righteous king, they will beat out the Philistines, and he ex- explains, as we see in verse thirty and and thirty one. That they had no mercy on the poor, they had no, um, they had no, uh, the the poor of their of their nation had no uh, mercy. They had no uh, empathy. They had no. uh, They're just a completely unsophisticated and barbaric society in which only the mighty and powerful were the leaders, and that was it. And 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 that this was the reason why the 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 Judeans. I would read through 14, but it's several verses, and the argument that I made to prove that this is the meaning of Isaiah 14, I already said at length in the podcast 14c. So we see a barbaric society, we see a society that treats its enemies with incredible brutality, and for this reason, Isaiah tells tells the um, Philistines that they're going to, Lose out, and then finally, I want to look at the prophet Zephaniah, Zephaniah 2. At verse, look at in chapter two. Look at verse three through seven, and 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 it's important to look at the context because it says, "Bakshu et Adonai." This is verse three. Kolan are It's all humble people of the land search for God. Asher mishpato because they. They have fulfilled His rules. And what are the rules of God? Bakshi zedek, you should search for righteousness. Bakshi search for humility. Perhaps if you follow on the path of God, then you will be spared on the day of judgment. And then immediately he says, aza because the people of Aza, the Philistines, will be completely deserted. Ashkelon nishmama, they will be destroyed. So again, and it continues, again he predicts the destruction of Aza. And over there in that context, and this is what's important there, the context is that Tsefania is taught is saying that... Be, I want justice and righteousness. The opposite of that is azza, those that had no justice, no righteousness, nothing to to um, nothing good at all to say about their society. And he continues to say that they're going to be completely cut off and completely destroyed. And just as we're saying this over here, now with all of this background, we can start reading Jeremiah 47. So again, Let's see verse 1. This is the word of God to Jeremiah, the prophet, to the Philistines. And he said this before Pharaoh struck Gaza, before Pharaoh attacked the Philistines. And I already said it early on in the introduction, the two most likely possibilities of which time Pharaoh attacked Gaza is referring to. So says God. He named myim olim There are waters coming up from the north, and they are going to be like a raging uh, uh, torrent. Like a nachal is a wadi when it fills with rushing water and it's going to overflow the land and everything in it, by the cities and everyone who resides there, and people are going to cry out, it's all of those that reside in the lands occupied by the Philistines are going to be screaming and shrieking in terror. This Olimitsafon is referring to the Babylonians that are ultimately going to come and destroy uh, the Egyptian presence in Philistines and the Philistines themselves, and it's going to be a complete and total destruction. Mikol Sha'atas <laughs> Parsosa Birov, at the sound of the pounding hooves of his stallions, Meirash lirchpo, the roar of his chariots, Hamon Gal and the rumbling of the myriads of wheels of his chariots. The fear struck in the hearts of the people was such that they, the men didn't even have a chance to turn around and look after the well-being of their children. The fear was so awful. Thinking about how barbaric we had described the Philistines as being, the fact that the parents didn't look back at the welfare of their children, makes one wonder what kind of people they were. But on the other hand, it's hard to judge based on how the this horror is being described. <speaking in Hebrew> because of the day that is coming when the, the Philistines will be completely devastated. <speaking in Hebrew> to cut off from Tyre and Sidon. The reason why Tyre and Sidon were populated by Phoenicians. The Phoenicians were very closely um related ethnically, genetically to and culturally to the Philistines and they lived they also lived in, you know, um a sea they were sea sea faring peoples, um and they were allies, they were close allies. But they're, they're, these allies are going to be completely cut off. Kolsredo's there. Any kind of help that could come from them will be completely gone. Why? Because God is plundering. God is destroying the Philistines. The Philistines who are the refugees that came from the island of Crete. Because originally it was known that this was the origin of where they had come from. Ba'a al-azha. Gaza has been shorn, shorn like bald. Nidmusa ashkelon sheheritim kam ashkelon, which is another one of their main cities, has been, has been cut off. Admatai how long will they have to suffer and gash themselves in mourning, as was the custom in those days in the Philistines to gash themselves in mourning over a tragedy. And then Jeremiah sees this awful tragedy occurring and you can feel a, a little bit of mercy. oh sword of God. Until when will you not stop Stop this and just be quiet? Withdraw into your into your scabbard. In other words, why don't God why don't put your sword back into its sheath? Calm down, be quiet, rest, but no. God answers ech How could I answer vado actually, this is really—it's as if the the sword is answering. I cannot be quiet. God has commanded her. God has commanded the sword. Al ashkelon regarding Ashkelon and those other cities that are on the coast, that is where it has an appointment. That is where God has set the target of this sword. The sword will therefore not turn around. So Jeremiah here is repeating the prophecies that we saw in all of the other prophets in our introduction to this chapter. And, um, and Although Jeremiah doesn't go too much into detail as to what the sins of the Philistines are, but he's prophesying the same thing. And as we do know, after the Babylonian conquest of the Philistines, and and then they went on to attack Egypt, there never was any more remnant of the Philistine empire. Thank you so much for studying chapter 47 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 48, and of course the entire book of Jeremiah and beyond.